Without you, we would have no Merry Christmas. Without you, we would not be who we are. We would not be able to praise and sing and dance in your name. But we thank you right now, God, that you have given us your Bible to follow as a guidebook. So that when we preach the word, we understand that we know that we know that we know that you, the Savior, have come in the flesh to save us, this whole world. Now, God, as we go forward in this sermon, God, give us what we stand in need of. Turn us into preachers for the gospel. Not for form or fashion, but to deliver a word in which you have given to us. God, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. The people of God said amen. amen, amen, and amen. We want to talk to you today. You've heard the scriptures, so we want to talk to you today from the topic, let's get married. Uh-oh. Question mark, question mark. So you should be saying, it. let's get married? Question mark. Let me let me warn you up front that this is a story about your boo. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> your opposite sex boo, let me be clear. A man to a woman and a woman to a man. That kind of relationship. And it is a story full of questions about marriage. Y'all need that every now and then. Yeah. You single folk gonna get something out of it too. So yeah. don't think it's just for the folk who are married. But, but, but Pastor, aren't you talking about a part of the Christmas story? Yeah, we've read the scriptures and we've talked about the, the Christmas story. But I just want to be real a little bit this morning because back in the day, Joseph and Mary uh, had to deal with their boob situations. Joseph was dealing with his boob, Mary. Mary was dealing with her boob, Joseph. And some couples have had the same questions, same question marks at the end of 
let's get married that they have had. Am I right about it? Oh, I need y'all come on along with me this morning. So we get deep into these events. Y'all know this is the Advent season, and a few amens will have us sit down right on time. So, 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 so Joseph is dealing with his boot, and Mary is dealing with her boot. I'm going to be on Joseph's side this morning. <laughs> Pastor I is going to be on Mary's side. And so the topic of our Christmas discussion and our discussion on this boo relationship uh, is asking the question, let's get married? Are you really thinking about getting married? With, with several question marks we put at the end. Why do we do this? Because of all of the questions posed to the two major participants in this relationship. All right. So we intentionally stated our title uh, with a statement, not with a statement, but with a, a question, I'm sorry. Because the Bible tells us of the questions in the minds of the participants, Joseph and Mary. I'm going to get to the point after a while. Now, all of you know about relationships. All of y'all know about those that progress to the point of marriage. Am I right about it? If I'm right about it, why don't you raise your hand? All right, I know you know all about it. Even if you didn't do it, you know all about it. <laughs> and as, as you know, my daughter is in the throes of rapidly progressing towards marriage to her boot. I told her I would be telling this story this morning. And he is rapidly progressing towards marriage to his boo. Oh, they are so in love. Oh, my Lord. I thought we had the thing going on, but they are so in love. And they're progressing toward May 14, 2022. But after working through months, of counseling. Mm -hmm. We put them in with some of our buddies to make sure they got the right kind of counsel. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were going through months of planning and after all of the months of planning and the months of discussion with family and friends, I can hear her saying uh, when we talk about let's get married, my daughter is putting the question marks on the end <laughs> 10 times over. Now she, to be honest, she is glad to be getting married. She's happy about the love part of the marriage quest, but her questioning the marriage is dealing with all the money that has to be spent. It's dealing with all the logistics, CJ. It's dealing with all the issues seen and unseen. And so much so that my daughter is using the phrase that I think my son taught her. And it's, she said, you know what? I'm over it. I'm over it. That's the term they use every time they, they're sick or something. They start talking about, I'm over it. And to us, that's the translation for today's culture. And it means the same thing as our theme today. 
with the question marks at the end. Let's get married. Question mark, question mark. So here's the context of Joseph's story. The Bible says in verse 18 of Matthew 1 that Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they had sex together. Y'all know what that is, don't you? All right. I'm just being honest, being real. But Mary came up pregnant. Now, okay. Nothing happened between them. But yet, here is a baby coming. Uh, let's stop right there. The sequence of these three facts are counter to our culture. People don't want to be betrothed. They don't want to enter in a contractual committed agreement with each other. And they certainly can't wait to have sex before marriage. And many plan for the baby long before the wedding. So here is Joseph, an unknown carpenter, who would become the earthly father of Jesus. And he asked himself, why plan on getting married? And he asked himself this because that in the Jewish culture, to betroth meant, to be betrothed meant that you have now put into place the only legal part of the marriage. But you didn't know that. That means that once betrothed, it could not be broken off except by a written divorce. Now you haven't even gotten married yet, formally. But now in order to break it off, you've got to have a written divorce. The thing about betrothal is that it was arranged by the parents, often without even consulting the couple to be married. Oh, that ain't sitting well with a lot of us. I know. It was a contract for this betrothal would be prepared at which time the groom's parents, CJ, would pay a bride price. So then when your daughter gets it, she's going to hurt In essence, they are buying the bride and putting all her off limits to other men. Ladies, you all were put in layaway. Y'all don't know what the layaway is. Somebody out there did some layaway shopping that day. Recently, I saw a man on TV in, uh, from Afghanistan who did the exact same thing. He betrothed his daughter the same way to get money because when the Taliban came in, they didn't have anything to eat. So he took this child of 12 years old, and he was so desperate for income that he decided that he would give her away to get money so they could eat. So here's more context of this story. 
you know, the, the pastors come in and they go, preach. I like to get a little bit in to, to, to talk about what is going on. Now, yeah, I'm <laughs> she just upset with me for saying all of that. Y'all forgive me out there in virtual land. Forgive me. I know you're looking. She's she's giving me the eyeballs up here. After the betrothal money were paid, the contract was immediately deemed binding. And the couple being considered married, even though the actual ceremony and consummation of the marriage would not occur for months, sometimes even years later. And to make matters worse, there was little contact, if any, between the couple. So the time between the betrothal and the wedding was sort of testing of their fidelity to each other. Oh, I know this. I can put this in today's terms. Would you imagine folks wanting to wait and not even talk to the person that they're going to get with? I don't think so. Let's get married? Question mark. Question mark. And all that comes to mind at that time. But now here comes Joseph. A just man. That the New King James Version says that Mary was found by him to be pregnant with the child. Not only a child, but a child who got it by the Holy Spirit. Hard to believe. And then he wasn't aware of how it happened, so he began to have thoughts of walking away. But he didn't want to mess up her reputation or make her a public spectacle. So he wanted to get up and go. He had thoughts of divorcing her, but he wanted to try to do it in secret. However, God sent his angel. The angel appeared to him in a dream. And he told Joseph not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife. Because for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine being there and hearing that in a dream? And throughout this period, Joseph remains faithful to Mary. But moreover, he was faithful to God. We got to be faithful to God no matter what the circumstances look like. You see, he exchanged doubt for courage. And he learned to accept the things that he could not change. He was faithful because he kept moving forward under God's plan. He was faithful because he kept moving forward under God's will. He was faithful because he kept moving forward under God's strength. Not only was he faithful, but he set an example for them of the day, all the people of that day, and even the people of this day. Because even though the story of Joseph was mostly overlooked because he never spoke 
in the biblical narrative. But he had actions that spoke much louder than any words could ever utter. You see, nowadays, uh, people are saying, love the one you with. Some are even saying to um, our men and women, it doesn't matter who you love. And, but Joseph did it God's way. He didn't complain, but he was committed. He stayed with God and listened to God, no matter what was going on with his boo. Amen. Bless God. Pastor Keith and I, just a couple of years ago, Minister Matt stumbled across a reality TV show called Married at First Sight. Anybody familiar? In case you are not and you've never seen it, it is uh, uh, a, a, a a strange kind of a situation uh, because the objectives of the show is uh, for a panel of experts uh -huh. Uh -huh, to match two people together to be married sight unseen. In other words, you, you, you get dressed up in your finest wedding dress uh, and the groom gets dressed up in his finest tuxedo and you meet each other for the first time at the altar. In other words, the day you meet is the day you marry. And most of the folks that sign up for the show are people who are desperate for a long-term, committed marital relationship that has eluded them for one reason or another. Right. Now, 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 let me tell you that if the marriage doesn't work out, then they do have a way out. Because in eight weeks, the couple has to come upon what they call decision day, and they decide individually, actually, whether they're going to stay together or are they going to get a divorce. And I know that this sounds unorthodox. It sounds unconventional, an unconventional way of getting married. Sometimes it actually works out, and other times it does not. Uh, but, but when we check out uh, Mary's situation in Luke, uh, we could come away with that same kind of thinking. Uh, the situation that Mary and Joseph are in uh, is an unusual uh, and uncustomary uh, uh, type of a circumstance. Uh, as a matter of fact, Reverend Veronica, as far as I know, uh, that their situation 
situation never happened before them, and, and as far as I know, it's never happened uh, since them. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't think any place in humankind um, it's been recorded uh, the situation that Joseph and Mary found themselves. And when I read that biblical narrative of Mary's story, I tell you, for real, one of the questions that come into my mind is what in the world is really going on? I talk about God doing a new thing. In verse 29 in chapter 1 of Luke tells us that Mary was confused and disturbed by Gabriel's message. And my question to you is how many of us wouldn't be confused and disturbed at Gabriel's message? What looks like to us... And what Luke is telling us during this betrothal period is that the angel Gabriel shows up and gives Mary the same information that he's already given good old Joseph. That she would conceive and she would give birth by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that they should call this child Jesus. And, and the scripture in verse 32 of Luke goes on to say that he will be the son of the highest and that he will reign over the house of Jacob which is another name for the Israelites and his kingdom will have no end. It sounds like they were being set up for something real big, something real grand, something beyond their scope of the imagination. It sounded like something was about to break loose in their lives and their lives would never be the same. And since this betrothal period that there would be no contact or little contact between the two of them, there is an obvious question that Mary would have and that is what the scripture says, tells us is that how can this be true since I have never known a man. Uh-huh, y'all know what that means. Uh, Pastor Keith already told you. So so no doubt Mary had doubts about her impending marriage to Joseph and likely questioned the place that marriage would now have in her life now that this baby is coming before too long. You see, this is not your typical story. Oh, you all know this. When I was growing up, when you saw a couple that were uh, looked like they were liking each other and, and they were uh, 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 seemed like they were getting a little close, uh, we used to have this saying that said, first come love and second come marriage and then comes Mary with the baby carriage. Anybody ever remember <laughs> yeah. saying those kinds of things? But rather... This situation was way out of the ordinary and getting married seemed like it was making less and less sense since it seemed like they had more questions than answers. Oh, has anybody ever been in a place where God is doing something in your life and you walk away with more questions than answers? 
Let me say this. What we know is that Joseph and Mary carried out their relationship even in the midst of questions, in the midst of doubts, in the midst of unconventional means. They, they carried out their relationship. In other words, God had a plan and they worked his plan. People of God, we've got to work God's plan according to God's plan. Sometimes we won't understand. Sometimes it's going to be unconventional. It's going to be counterintuitive, but we got to do it according to the will of God. But we now know that this is not every couple's story coming together and taking it like they did. In 2020, there were 1.2 million marriages performed in the United States. And this number is down due to the pandemic. In an ideal world, every couple would live happily ever after. But we all know in the real world that more than 50% of marriages end in divorce. Even the ones that call themselves Christian, they end in divorce. We want you to know that the relationship matters to God. And that marital relationships are special in God's eye. What makes you talk about this, Pastor Keith? Because we every now and then got to get off of just being a, a howdy, howdy, and a shouty, shouty, and understand that there are some things in the Bible that we need to be working on. Mark 10 and 9 reminds us that what God has joined together, let no man separate. The Bible, as I heard some of you saying, let no man put asunder. So you probably want to know how this story relates to how we are now. You know, our relationships with our boo, if you got one. Next, we will tell you next week, because we can't be too long today, we're going to tell you how to look for some of the signs that men and women often exhibit when they are unhappy in their marital relationships. And they are heading for rough questions like, let's get married, question mark, or for you Tyler Fair Perry fans, why did I get married? <laughs> this is a necessary thing. God wants us to discuss it. Because if our relationships matter to God and marital relationships are a high priority to God, that it's important that we show up as the best version of ourselves. I know some of you want to be the best version of yourself, single or married. And, and, and you want to understand what God's will is for your life, whether you're single or married. You want to know what it is that God requires of you so you can do what God needs and wants you to do. And we'll come back next week 
and give you a little more in that regard.